sea creatures. Dip your dick in liquid cocaine to attract those 1980s crack grannies because I, Tokyo Choo Choo, am going to be your host today. And uh, with me as always are two men who are definitely sons of 1980s crack grannies. It's Human Metal and Brack. <laughs> Hello, guys. How, how are you? See, I, I, I've forgotten how the intro goes. How, how are you, Human Metal? <laughs> uh, fine, I guess. Uh... He's doing pretty good for a crack baby. That's right. Yeah, that's true. Uh... <laughs> Still got most of my senses together, I guess. But, uh, yeah, uh, everyone waiting for those vaccines. Aside from that, not much going on, really. Yeah. Well, Work I, and sitting at home. Well, the thing is, after the vaccines come, like, you know, there's going to be new problems. Because then we're going to have to do with the literal real-world last of us when the vaccines go very wrong. Don't, don't like, propagate stuff like that. There are people that actually believe that kind of shit. Oh yeah. well, well that would be yeah, insane because there would only be like those those anti-vaccine mothers who will survive. Oh, that's, that's it. Yeah, well, I, I think like uh, uh, probably the, those people who believe that stuff probably I, I'd like to think they died with the Trump presidency, but um... yeah. <laughs> are they still there? Some of them are still too stupid to die. That's uh... the problem. I saw a, a nice um, a tweet recently or a picture or something. It was like. People who think that the uh, vaccine will change their DNA should, should see this as an opportunity. I like that sentiment. <laughs> so yeah, it could work the other way as well. Don't forget about that. You could be like Spider-Man powers, right? Yeah, yeah it's true. You could be zombie Spider-Man powers, or probably more likely, like almost nothing happens, and you're just like, you don't get sick anymore. That's it. Yeah. It, well, if I don't, if, if I get time stop powers, I'm just, I'm, yeah. Oh, it's gonna be so fun. Mm-hmm. My dreams come true. Yeah. Not yeah, for but anyone else, be, but for you. It would be insane if everybody else got time stop powers. Like, oh, guys. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> how would that even work? <laughs> like, <laughs> the world would be in a constant state of just stasis. Um, except you'd be well, probably, you, you wouldn't know if it was stasis, I guess, or not, would you? <laughs> exactly, yes. You could basically just stop time to have your pocket of time to sleep or something, and basically everyone would be awake all the time. At least that's how other people would experience it. I don't know. It's, it's really fun. Yeah, we, we shouldn't get bogged down in that. But I'm telling you what, if it, if I had time stop powers, no joke, I'd be a bad guy. I'm just saying. <laughs> I would not use my powers for good. I wouldn't use my powers for ultimate bad either. But I just, you know, I'd be I'd be in the interim. Like, you know, stealing what I need and stealing people's hamburgers and pulling down people's pants in public and stuff like that. Like, that's a, <laughs> that's what I'd be doing. Especially Trump. I'd be on him like flies on shit 24 hours a day. <laughs> Put it down his pants like repeatedly. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, how are you? T- anyway, Brack. See, we, it's been a long, long time since uh, we reconvened. So, how how are you, Brack? Oh yeah, this is the longest conversation I've had like all year, because uh, I'm, I'm in isolation right now. So like I don't talk to anybody. It's uh, yeah, I'm not crazy just yet, but almost. Are you? Might are happen you... any day now. Are you talking to Prack recently? <laughs> I've been talking to my cats for sure. That that's something. Like I, I've been having full-on conversations with them. Like I'm asking them for like opinions on stuff. Uh. Like they're cats. And they can't. They won't respond. But I'm like still. Oh, what do you think about this? What do, you, what do you think we should eat tonight? Like you know, stuff like that. I I'd like to think that you have like uh, three friends who stand in different corners of the room, and you've got like Brack, Prack, Mac, and Sack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
Well, uh, out here it's a state of emergency in Japan. But uh, to be fair, you know, we had a state of emergency back in April. Where, well, last last year, where nothing was actually happening, and everybody sort of like stayed in their houses. And you know, like I had a month off work, and everybody panicked and did exactly what they were told. Now the situation is much worse. And the state of emergency has come again. Everybody just does what they want, and nothing has changed, and I'm busier than ever. Jesus, <laughs> it's... Oh, yeah, that, that's the same thing here. Like, it, like in the beginning, like everybody has like followed the rules and everything, even though they took it to they, they were way too late with it. But right now, there are more like people getting sick like on, a, on an average day than before. But now more, nobody gives a fuck anymore. Yeah. So. I, I, I guess too much. Yeah, it, it's a good case study of what too much isolation does uh, to you. It, you know what? Like you were, you've been watching like Ridley Scott movies, right? Yeah. And this makes like the the behavior in in movies like uh, Prometheus and Alien Covenant a lot more realistic. Like yeah. I totally believe people taking off their helmets in space now. Like I, I understand it. <laughs> <laughs> I get it now. That's right. Ridley like... Scott, the old prophet. Yeah, exactly that. Like now, now we never get to say, "Wait, people wouldn't do that." You know, people were more clever than that. We don't get to say that anymore after the last couple the of years. The only refute I would have to that would be like, "Hey, these guys are scientists. They're supposed to be, you know, a bit smarter than the your general. I don't know." But they're, they're also religious god freaks. COVID denying asshole. They are no, basically get... COVID deniers. They're religious dickheads, right? In in. Uh, Prometheus, so no, you know, like no wonder they're taking right? their hats. No, in Covenant, they're just normal couples, right? I mean, they're so stupid they don't even think about wearing spacesuits in the first place. Mm. <laughs> true, true. And also, and in... also, I've 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 heard and read about a lot of doctors who actually go around saying like, this doesn't exist. This is who still go around and say like this is not nothing worse than the flu, and are like. Yeah, but you are a doctor. Yeah. How? Ah. <laughs> yeah. How? Okay. Yeah. I don't remember in any flu season seeing like them like digging mass graves in New York. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't oh, remember yeah. seeing that before in my life. I only, I only remember seeing that from playing the division, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Anyway, somehow we've gone into full uh, uh, COVID discussion here, but what we are actually going to discuss. On this show is our games of last year of 2020 so as always the rules with us on the radiophonic sea creatures the games that we play don't actually have to have been released uh in in the year that we're talking about um that's a very good thing for me for example none of my games are actually from last year um uh, yeah, so they they can be anything. For example, we can talk about uh, Super Nintendo games, you know, from back in the day if we played them for the first time in the last year. That's kind of the rules. It's loose rules. It doesn't really matter what the rules are. You're just going to get three great games. Um, you know how it works. You've listened to the show. And if it's your first time listening, welcome. Why are you here? Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> So, nice way to greet new new listeners. Oh yeah. Well done, hosts. <laughs> well, well done, hoes. Are you calling our listeners hoes? <laughs> no, you two. Oh, you're calling us hoes. Okay, yeah. that's fine. I think Brax definitely a hoe. I'm definitely a hoe. I can't. I can't say anything <laughs> about that. What I want to say. If you would say that you're not a hoe, then I would. I mean, we've known you long enough yeah, for that to know for that to not to be true. <laughs> Wait, well, yeah. If anybody gets to wear the whole badge, badge of shame, it's definitely going to be me. I think. Yeah, absolutely. 
Anyway. Legit manhole. Yeah. Video games. Those things I haven't played for about a month. Oh. Human Metal, would you like to kick us off with uh, what's your... Are we going to do honourable mentions? I don't think we'd ever discussed if we are or not. I don't think we are, are we? We're just going to launch straight into our top three. You said we are on a timer. I think it doesn't. it's not a good idea to do honourable mentions if we want to be done in like one and a half hours or two. Yes, we are on a timer. Brack has one of those like battle royale neck things and it's, gonna, it's just going to explode in two hours. So we, need, we just need to get on with it. Um, yeah. <laughs> human Metal, what nobody, you... nobody, nobody wants to see uh, Brack splattering all over the screen. No, definitely. Uh, I don't more know about that. I, you know what? I would, I'd be okay with that. Um, <laughs> why didn't you take us you into number three? Hey, to each their own kink. Um, yeah, uh, the I, first I, game... I, I've seen a lot of things splattering over the screen. That's all I'm going to say. I, I don't doubt that. Uh, anyway, my first game. So my number three game of the year, third place. Anyway, for 2020. 2000. <laughs> 2020. TH is a problem for Germans. Yes. Um, Lovely recovery mm-hmm. there. Nobody noticed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, it's what I do best. So, uh, it's an old familiar face that has been uh, on our one of our best lists before. I don't know if it took first place somewhere. I don't remember. It might have. And that is Shovel Knight, the newest expansion. King of Cards. I know we put Shovel Knight on here somewhere before. We put, uh, I know, I put um, Spectre of Torment, the, uh, the, uh, the second expansion on there. I, I, um, I, I believe it was Game of the Year for me from 2014. All right. Maybe it, maybe it was even your Games of the Decade. It, it, it was, it was on the Games of the Decade. Of the decade. It, was, ah. it was definitely on the list for me, yes, for that. It, it, but I don't know. I'm pretty sure Shuffle Knight is really busy in New York right now, shuffling all those graves. Isn't it? <laughs> like, that's why all, all those expansions are not a real sequel. It's like, <laughs> yeah, talking about that, not a real sequel. Yeah, all the uh, expansions so far have been highlighting um, uh, other characters and basically all knights from uh, the Order of No Quarter, so who are the bad guys in the original Shovel Knight, uh, Shovel Knight campaign, which has now been aptly titled Shovel of Hope. I mean, of all of the expansion campaigns have become uh, names. Um, uh, Plague of Shadows, Spectre of Torment, and now King of Cards. And uh, just thinking, sorry to interrupt you, sorry to interrupt you, but you know, you're saying like Shovel of Hope, it got subtitled late. Do you think that's an actual direct reference to Star Wars, like uh, A New Hope? Maybe. I Sure, I can see it. I mean, there there is not that much crossover. I think in terms of no, no, no. It's just it's just it got subtitled late, right? Because so yeah. the original Star Wars yeah. when it came out was Star Could Wars, be. and then later yeah, was sure. transferred to A New Hope. So anyway, and it's the, and it's the first in in the trilogy, or the although this would be a quadrilogy if that is even a word. I don't know, but yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Sure, Could I'm be. looking yeah. forward to what uh, King Knight's granddaughter will do in twenty years. Oh. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> anyway, so uh, yeah, I loved the original game. I loved a Spectre of Torment. Uh, Plague of Shadows, well, I didn't finish because the controls were a bit weird to me. But I've played all the way through King of Cards, and I fucking loved it. I thought this is probably, I don't know, it's at least on the level of the original Shovel Knight. I don't know if it's on the level of Spectre of Torment, which I might, uh, in some regards, rank over the original campaign of Shovel Knight. I'm not sure. Uh, could probably go either way on any day, if you ask me. I don't know. I'd probably have to replay all of them back to back and then maybe decide. But I love all of them. And I love the newest one. Um, 
it's yeah, King Knight, the buffoon, basically from the first one, who is a little mama's boy and who uh, is basically a little bum-ass boy. Mama's boy. Oh, if we say bum-ass boy, <laughs> he's a bum-ass too. But uh, <laughs> you know. That's, that's how these things go. But anyway, yeah, he's the focus here. So he's basically the guy who thinks of himself as the best of the best and who should be the king of the lands and everything. He's basically a little... Uh, he's a, he's king a man-child. Of the lands, king of the lands, bum-ass boy. Yeah, yeah. Not that, there's anything, not that there's anything wrong with being a bum-ass boy, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, so uh, he is on his way to basically claim his kingdom. And uh, to do that, he has to battle a bunch of foes also in a card game. This is probably the biggest addition to this expansion of um, of, uh, of of yeah, this expansion of, of Shovel Knight. Um, there is a little mini game in there, um, kind of in the vein of the Final Fantasy card game side quest, like Triple Triad or um, I forgot what the one was in Final Fantasy IX. I think Tetra Master or something. So you have a certain you have certain parts in the game where you can basically enter a casino or something like that, <laughs> uh, where you can fight um, uh, enemies just in the card game, gain special cards from them, and uh, also advance the story in a certain way and everything, and gain new powers and new uh, and XP and whatever. And it's nothing of that is really mandatory aside from a few of those, but they're pretty fun. It's pretty easy to grasp. Some of the stuff gets really wild later on, like in terms of rule and what happens if you just place one card on the board, because some a lot of automatic shit happens after that. And to calculate everything is really hard. Like some of that shit is just like, okay, if I place a card there, then that card moves that card and that card moves that card. But the basic gist is you have to push your opponent's cards off the field, kinda, and get your your own cards on. Uh, a gemstone that is on the uh, on the playing field uh, on the card field and there's sometimes several gemstones sometimes there's only one but the important thing is your card or one of your cards has to be on that gemstone and claim it and to win over your opponent and there are a bunch of different versions and rules applying to that and things you need to uh, wait to you need to set up your game to win this and i'm not a fan of card games i'm not a fan of mini games in general i think mostly but this one was a surprisingly fun one and i really was looking forward to getting more cards, playing more of those card games. Uh, the music was a bit, I don't know, here and there, which is weird for Shadow Knight because the music is usually stellar. But aside from that, I had nothing to complain. I found this to be super fun. And the story is fun. All the new characters are immensely fun. There are some great boss battles in here. Uh, some A fantastic optional one that is fucking insane and really difficult. And I beat it and I loved it. And... There is a nice, you know, um, since this is kind, of, this is a prequel to uh, the Shovel Knight, uh, Shovel of Hope campaign. It has a nice book end to that as well, where it like basically leads directly into into that campaign and everything. So uh, just like Spectre of Torment did, and I liked it a lot. So yeah, uh, again, Shovel Knight Yaklak Games delivers um, spectacular. They, yeah, Plague of Shadows was not really up my alley, but it also wasn't a bad game. But aside from everything else, I had so much fun with these Shovel Knight campaigns. And I am surprised how they managed to reinvent themselves and reinvent their control scheme. Uh, King Knight, when he's actually in the jump and run sections, he has like a dash. He can dash into enemies. Then he gets 
this little twill and then he can jump on them to basically gain ground and everything and you have to plan your movement and your strategy through the levels around that so it's also something new something different a different iteration on the movement uh, schemes already seen in uh, the original campaign and inspector of torment and it's super fun and yeah i can't wait for the next shovel knight thing it's Holy shit! This is this is one of has become one of my favorite favorite franchises of all time now, and uh, yeah, can't wait to see what they have in store next. Have any of you looked at that uh, new campaign? Yes, uh, nope. I, I I have. I've played some of it. Um, I, I I really enjoyed it. Um, the the platforming is perfect as it always was. Uh, and the card stuff was fine. Um, I remember being quite annoyed by the music in in the card section, especially like you you're there sometimes strategizing like because you don't want to make a, you don't want to make a mistake um while playing and you know so you're there for quite a long time you know thinking carefully about what card you're going to place and where you're going to place it and you know like you say the fallout of that and while you're doing that there's this really upbeat like hectic music playing like you're still in the jumping jumping sections and it, it really grated for me it grated so much that i i i didn't want to continue playing it because i it it really felt like the pressure was on like like to hurry up or do you know what i mean i just kind of wanted to mute the soundtrack um but it was a game I mean, you could have done that instead yeah. of not playing the game <laughs> i suppose <laughs> but the thing is like it was always a game that i wanted to go back to but mm. for some reason, because it has that strategy element to it, I was always waiting for the correct time when I was I wanted to be, you know, I wanted to engage in the strategy element. And I, that time just never quite arrived. And somehow I just got forgotten about and I moved on to other things. But however, I did enjoy my time. Uh, soundtrack aside with that. And I'm, I'm hearing you talk about it now. I, I should, you know, I have that that languish for quite a while and uh, i should go back and replay that because that's an excellent series and i freaked out recently while playing uh, smash brothers and then uh shovel knight is one of the characters in that it was amazing well he's he's a trophy right hey, someone that you can call that he helps you but he's controlled by the cpu yeah 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 that's great but that, that's but even seeing him you know like you you get the thing and like throwing and then yeah, yeah. like shovel knight oh he's arrives. in everything i think he's an actual yeah, yeah. character in, in... Is it in Brawlhalla or yeah. in something else? He's in Brawlhalla, yeah. yeah Brawlhalla, and also one of Brawlhalla's the other... not bad, actually. Uh, he's in Brawlhalla. He's, I think he's in more multiple like Smash Brother clothes. Rivals and of Ether, I think. They should, I just, think. they should just rename him to Ho Knight because he's just a big ho. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you could literally give him a ho. <laughs> it's, it's pretty similar to a spade, to a shovel. Um yeah, but yeah, I, I'm I'm looking forward to to um, going back and playing King Knight, and of course I'm I'm mostly looking forward to what Yacht Club is going to do next. I hope they get a really good uh, uh, next Shovel Knight out. If they are going to do a Shovel Knight, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do now. I think they're going to do something Shovel Knight related because it's just a very strong franchise at this point. It would be yeah. ridiculous to start something completely new by themselves. I mean, they they are producing stuff like I think Cyber Shadow is being. Uh, being published by them, for example. Uh, but uh, I think they're going to do something Shovel Knight. I don't know if it will be a side-scroller. I can imagine them doing something, a completely different genre next, like maybe a link to the past with Shovel Knight or something. They have teased stuff like that before when they made, okay, what would the fan base would like uh, to do us uh, as next with this franchise? Do, do you want us to make a card racer? Do you want us to make an RPG, a JRPG? What do you want us to do with this? And... Maybe they'll pick one of those. Maybe it will not be a side scroll next. That's cool. I, I could go for a link to the past Shovel Knight game. That would be fun. 
Yeah, me too. I, I would love to see that. Yeah. Um, Brack, uh, you, your your games are they from this year? Any of them? Uh, not a single one on my list. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I think I, I played. Uh, I I barely played. I think I played maybe a couple of games that came out this year, but mostly when they are like coming day one to like Game Pass or PS Plus or something like that. But I haven't like bought a single game all year. I oh. think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah, me neither. Certainly no modern ones anyway. Uh, I think the only thing I played on release or from this year was actually Fall Guys. Um, I, I see, that that's the one yeah. for me as well. And that was, that was, you know, fun for like 30 seconds or five minutes or whatever. <laughs> I thought that was fun for a couple of weeks, but after that, I never like, uh, yeah, they, they, I never came back. After yeah, that. no. Like yeah. during summer, I was like, yeah, a fun multiplayer game. Everybody's at home. Everybody has it. Like everybody you, because it was on PS Plus, everybody you know had the game, right? So it was like really easy to to get together with other people to play it. But after a while, I was like, yeah, it's just the same every time, and it's getting more people are getting too good at it. So it's like that makes it harder as well. So yeah, it uh, it was fun, but uh, not for that long. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Um. Well, I'm. I'm I tell you what, in the in the in the uh, interest of variety, I'm going to go next, and we'll let Brack go last um, this time. Uh, so I'm going to give my third place, which would uh, be a really old game now, which would be Assassin's Creed Origins. Um, yeah, I think there are like two Assassin's Creed games in between, so it's like two years old. Nice. Yeah, 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 <laughs> definitely. Um, so uh, Assassin's Creed Origins was a game I've always wanted to play but uh, because it's set in ancient Egypt and I, I have a real love of that kind of like desert aesthetic and the pyramids and the Sphinx and you know ancient Egypt culture and stuff like that so I always wanted to play it but I never quite found the time the, the pandemic being off for a month it was like yeah you know what fair enough now's the time for Assassin's Creed Origins and I bought it and, and started playing it and yeah, it's great. It's it's wonderful. Like uh the visual aesthetic of it is exactly my cup of tea. Um going around places like uh Alexandria and uh, Thebes and uh all those different places and you you know uh, and I think that game really leans into people like me who are interested in that type of thing because it's not uh, just the Assassin's Creed missions like you can do a lot of exploring in ancient temples and stuff and like like good old tomb raiding and, and stuff like that and that's the stuff that I really love about those about that game like taking a torch and delving deep into like the catacombs beneath the pyramids and they've really gone at length to to put those things in there for you to like to go find hidden treasure and stuff and that's just so much fun um the plot line is 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 pretty loose in that game uh, there's not a great deal of story, but I feel what is there is is pretty solid, and it, it's pretty entertaining um, for me personally. But to be fair, I don't play that game for you know, like amazing story or amazing character movements. I play it to enjoy the open world, and uh, I, I feel that the open world in that game is very accessible and very interesting because unlike something like Red Dead Redemption, which as Brack and I have discussed previously, is a vastly superior game. But that was your game of the year, 2018, right? Yeah. Like, have you finished it by now? I just want to know. Ah, yeah, I finished it like five times over. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, the end The end is so spectacular. I, I love the way that yeah, I, I... They, they build a rocket out of cardboard boxes and they shoot off to the moon and they live up there. 
And they, they, did you know, like the characters Red Dead Redemption, they form the first ever version of NASA. It's amazing. Um, <laughs> yeah, there used to be an M on the end and it used to stand for nobody's ass is stick against me. Um, never mind that. What am, I, what am I, what am I talking about? What am I doing with my life? <laughs> you bullshit your way through that, but uh, we all know you haven't finished the game. That's true. No, I haven't. <laughs> but um, the... I'm going to go compare them directly. Like Red Dead Redemption 2 is a beautiful, atmospheric, immersive game. I absolutely adore it. But it takes forever to get anywhere in Red Dead Redemption. And usually in Red Dead Redemption, you have this plan. I'm going to here and do this. And then you get halfway there, which takes about 20, 25 minutes. Did you get halfway there? And then you get distracted by something and you end up doing something completely different and somehow completely waste your play session. Um, whereas... Uh, you know, so there's a lot of time spent, like, like immersing yourself into useless stuff in, in Red Dead Redemption. And there's a lot of that in AC Origins, too. But at least you can very quickly uh, make some progress in that game. Because there's always something around you, like some kind of blip or question mark or, you know, some kind of fort to storm or something. That you can quickly jump into the game and very quickly do that objective and feel like you've made some progress very quickly. Um, and it often becomes like, okay, I'm going to go here and I've done this. Now there's something over there. I'm going to go and do that. Now there's something over here. I'm going to go and do that. Now there's something over there. I'm going to go and do that and so on and so forth. So even though you might not have made story progress, there's always some progress being made and there's always something like taking your attention rather than just walking across like the wilderness for like half an hour at a time. Um, and literally doing nothing except enjoying the beautiful graphics. Uh, so, and for me recently, uh, I haven't really had the time even though even during the lockdown, bizarrely, that's the weird thing about the lockdown period. Like, you'd think that you'd end up playing lots and lots of video games, but actually I ended up doing a lot of other things, like like actually going out to the park or cooking or like, more constructive stuff like that. And actually I almost didn't play any video games during the fucking lockdown, which is crazy. Um, but yeah. Is it? I don't know. I mean, no, I mean, if you, if you can... In the lock, because you're so much at home during the lockdown and whatever, and because you uh, there is so much other stuff that you usually do that you can't do, you probably feel like you're wasting time if you're playing video games, which you can always do. So you want to do anything else that you are able to do right now, uh, except playing video games, because you know that you can still go back to playing video games once the lockdown ends. Uh, so I, I don't know. Maybe that's the the kind of thing that. But I've I've heard that about a lot of people that they actually didn't make any progress in their gaming backlog and everything because they were so interested in doing something else than sitting on their couch because they were sitting on their couch all the fucking time. So I, I guess that's so. You know, when I had free time, I guess I, I shifted that into doing more constructive things than playing video games. But not that playing video games is bad, of course. But yeah. So anyway, but like. Out of the lockdown, I didn't really have time to play a lot of video games. So when I, I did play video games, it was trending towards playing something like AC Origin, something I can make quick progress and have fun and not really think too deeply about. But yeah, it's very colorful. I enjoy the fighting in it. Um, yeah, it's not, much, it's not really much else to say about the game. I mean, it's an Assassin's Creed game set in uh, Egypt. It's just that, you know, love the desert setting. It, it was I a lot think of fun. It's just that because it's the first time it's like a full-on RPG, right? Oh yeah, that's Compared right. Compared to like the, the the previous ones, and like 
I think the the reason, like the difference between like Red Dead and and, and Assassin's Creed Origins, but Origins always like, you know, Ubisoft is like masters of like brain chemistry, right? Like they know how to like hit that zone for ding, you just finished something, or ding, you're just a little bit stronger, or ding, you just found something. Like there's always those blips, and like it, it feels good in your brain when you like finish one of those things, and that they're really good at like like hitting that spot. Yeah, yeah, they they, they hit my spot quite hard. Yeah, I. Got... <laughs> <laughs> I like Red Dead, for example, doesn't have that at all. Like it has, no. doesn't even have that co- compared to like other like uh, 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 games of the type. Like there's no like leveling system. Like your guns don't really get that much stronger or anything. You don't really get like that much better horses or whatever. Like it's mostly the story and everything else is fun. But it's like it doesn't give you anything. Like, your character doesn't grow or get better on, like, a leveling system. Like, the character grows as a character, but not, like, for, like, like that stuff in your brain where it's like, ding, I'm just a little bit, like, my punches are, like, 50% stronger now. Like, that stuff isn't there. Although, the, 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 although that stuff in AC Origins is kind of bullshit as well, because, you know, you get these, like, legendary weapons and stuff, and you could hold out for, you know, a, finding a better legendary weapon later down the line. But actually, you can just sink money into upgrading your current legendary weapon and just keep it if you find a good one. Um, so, you know, I, I think that removed uh, some of the uh, some of the fun of like like finding these new weapons and stuff for me, because I have this I found this really good sword that has instant charge up. So you can instantly charge it to get like the powerful hit to knock the shield guys, um, to knock the shields out of their hands, like, and that was such a useful thing that I just spent my money to upgrade that, like instead of like transferring to a new weapon or something. So um, I, I, I think I'm a very lazy player in that way. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's it's. But after a while, you run out of money. That's also a possibility, yeah. right? So I guess so, it is yeah. still fun to like get new weapons and explore and get new upgrades and, and get new skills or whatever. As somebody who likes the Assassin's Creed franchise, I do miss a little bit like the climbing through cities and whatever. The parkour stuff is almost completely gone. Oh, now, I think so. Uh, kind of is. Right? Like you can climb, but it's always just climbing up one side of a, of a house or a building. But there's no more like Prince of Persia style, how do I get here or like whatever. It's always just like just climbing up a straight hall, like straight ahead and that's it so they, they you kind of miss that aspect of what i like the process script and it's been gone for a while like because the the the, the third one didn't really have that either like yeah. the one where you're in like uh uh america well there like we're no two-story building buildings yet so it was like all this syndicate would have it right and unity to an extent too syndicate had it yes yeah, Unity i've never played no i, ne- I never played that yeah but people keep saying that the unity is really good but really? <laughs> yeah. I remember now, Unity from being like the most broken Assassin's Creed, uh, yeah, Creed yeah, game but when the, it came out. That's why. Like supposedly, like Unity was like way ahead of its time, and the the, the systems it didn't really work well of the systems and whatever. It took to like PS4 Pro before you even got like a, a solid 30 frames a second. But if you play it on next gen, it's like really really smoothly, and it's the prettiest of them all for some reason. So. Ah, interesting. Like Syndicate, which was my favorite for a while was kind of a downgrade from that one just to make sure it runs decently mm, i think syndicate was my favorite assassin's creed and uh I, even though i think the combat in this is perhaps well at this that's, that's tricky though the combat in this is 
more engaging, but it's more also more clunky than the previous uh, Assassin's Creed. I mean, the lock-on system in this game, um, in Assassin's Creed Origins, basically just doesn't work. It's completely fucking useless, and you, you're better off not actually locking on to anybody. Um, and it does completely suck when you're, like, playing stealthy and you're, like, going to assassinate somebody, but, like, they're too high a level for you to assassinate in one shot. So, like, it doesn't work. And then you, like, have to go to, like, really killing everybody again. Ah, uh, yeah, you see, that never happens to me because uh, I'm really, really methodical. And I generally do all the side stuff before I move on to a different location. So I'm never under... I'm always over-leveled, never under. But that's just my own personal play style because I'm just really methodical. Um, but, yeah, anyway, uh, I think I've run out of things to say about this. Just a good game, very enjoyable um, yeah, and it comes in in my third place. Um, I haven't finished it, and but it's a game that I want to finish because it's a game I can play in very quick bursts, with, and I find that appealing these days. All right, Brack, why don't you tell us about your third place? Yeah, like you go from like an epic open-world stealth game, and I also picked an epic open-world stealth game called Untitled Goose Game. Because, <laughs> uh, <laughs> because uh, you're... Honk! Honk! You're in an English town, right? Open world English town, and you're a terrible goose who's like trying to fuck everybody over. So that that that's the entire story <laughs> of the game, right? I, I, I literally, I thought you were gonna say you're a terrible goose who's trying to fuck everyone. He's trying to fuck everyone. That's true, <laughs> but not in that same sense. Like it has the same like that's, that that basic that would be me basically in that case. You know, I would be the untitled goose. Mm-hmm. But like. It has the same, like, with the Ubisoft, it has, like, the list you have to cross out, right? Like, you have objectives, and then you can do them in any order or whatever. But it's all, like, just messing with people. Like, for example, uh, there's an objective where you're, like, uh, you're in, like, a, a small town center, right? And there's a little market going on, and there's a kid playing with, with his toys or whatever. Uh, and there's, like, a sh- little shop there. And, like, one of the objectives is to uh, make the kid pay for his own toys again right so first you have to like sneak up to him and like make sure his laces on his shoes are untied then you have to honk while he's not looking at you then so he runs away and he falls over and then he drops his toys and his glasses and you can steal his toy and then sneak into the store and put the toy into the store and then when the kid tries to get his toy back like the store owner makes him pay for it and like that's like an object it's done right? oh man it's great <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you're like just like the, the objective is just being like a huge asshole, but you're like you're you're a goose. So it's like, and it's like a stealth game, and it's uh, yeah, it's like two hours or whatever, and you're like I have to smile on my face the entire two hours while playing it. Just very slight and very fun. It's very charming. The graphics are great too. Just have this very mellow feel to it, and there's just a small piano soundtrack in the background, and everything. Every time the goose does something, the music picks up a bit, and is a bit whimsical about the whole thing, and it's really fun. It really complements the game very well. I I liked it a lot. It feels like those those cartoons or movies where it's like like Mouse Hunt. Do you remember Mouse Hunt that movie? Uh, maybe. But like where it's like two people that try to get like an animal who's like be, being annoying. Like it yeah. feels like you're like uh, Jerry in Tom and Jerry. Like you're like yeah. the asshole little animal who everybody's trying to catch. But yeah. like uh, <laughs> you're an asshole. <laughs> you can like so, like enjoy being that asshole for a while. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's Great true. Time. It's fun. I played played the game when I was uh, at New York Comic Con uh, in uh, 2019, and 
Man, that was a long time ago. <laughs> Could still go to New York without worrying. Well, worrying about pandemics anyway. But <laughs> worrying about different things. But yeah, uh, I sat in a hotel room with all my friends I met there. And Ooh. we just threw in a few games on the Switch. And we played uh, we uh, played Windjammers, which was a lot of fun, fun multiplayer game. Uh, but uh, one of us also played uh, Untitled Goose Game from beginning to end. And uh, all of us were chiming in, no, uh, get this thing and put it there and try to try to try try to uh, try to annoy the the dude, the gardener there, and try to get him throw everything into the lake. Go, go, go. And it was it was a really fun, surprisingly fun party game as well, with everyone trying to come up with the most evil way to mess with the people as the goose. And yeah, it's a it's a really fun game. It's a really neat concept, and I'm surprised considering how small the game is in scope that they haven't really done a sequel yet, a full sequel. Uh, they, they made they added uh, co-op to it, so you can That's actually true, play yeah. through the entire game in co-op now. Which, and, yeah, for all uh, intents and purposes, should should make it way too easy. Because you can distract the, the the people much more easily if you have a friend there who can honk at them and everything. So I would imagine it's super easy in co-op. But yeah, that's a cool thing. I haven't played the co-op yet. I think it's like only a year old or something. Like maybe a little bit over a year old. So mm. it, it, they maybe not have the sequel ready just yet if they're working on it. I'm not sure. That's true. Yeah. But uh, funny enough, the most the game I've played also last year that is the most comparable to Untitled Goose Game is Hitman. <laughs> <laughs> because it's also like a stealth like puzzle game almost where you're like uh trying to find creative ways to like fuck over people so yeah. uh yeah that's the most comparable game i've played last year and i think i like Untitled goose game a little bit better because it's just like such a unique concept and it really doesn't overstay its welcome at all it's like really uh like a relaxing afternoon uh game goose 47 mm-hmm. i think that game goes nicely in the stealth genre Eh? Eh? Uh. for you it's good because you you can uh, remember like uh you're in like a small english town so you can remember your past oh yeah like what it's like to be in england oh christ the dark, yeah the dark 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 days there's a good reason i live in asia <laughs> <laughs> women uh, that's actually true <laughs> i can't deny it <laughs> all right yeah can, is that Available on PlayStation 4? I'm not sure. I play it on Xbox. I think uh, it's on everything. Yeah, probably. It's on Switch for sure. Okay. I think it's, it's on everywhere. Switch, it's on Xbox, it's on PC. It's got to be on PS4 as well. I have a Switch now, finally. Okay, that came oh, then you can at least get it on that, but it should be available on PS4 uh, too. So. That's cool. All right. So uh, that sounds like a lot of fun. I, I would I would like to check that out at some point but uh, i think that's the, that's kind of like a, a ps plus game for me so fingers crossed for that <laughs> at some point in the future um human metal what's what's next on your list second place uh, second place for me has a two in the title and it's last of the last of us two and yeah uh was looking forward to that game a lot uh worried to an extent, because I thought, hey, the ending to Last of Us 1 is perfect. Why would you try to make a sequel to that? Why would you try to iterate on that? What? I hope they have a really good story to tell. And yeah, I thought, I think they do tell a pretty compelling story. They With some neat surprises in there, some cool ideas. Um, 
they don't necessarily pull off all of it perfectly. Uh, a bit of the game drags, a bit of the game is too long. That also might be intentional. I'm not sure about it, but in terms of what the story is trying to do, uh, that might be uh, a, a thing the game is doing intentionally. That doesn't make the experience any more fun in certain parts where you're really like spending a lot of time alone and uh, going through a lot of arduous tasks and, you know, uh, not not that they're really ta super taxing or anything, yeah, but spending a lot of time alone in a deadly pandemic. Yeah, yeah, feels yeah. really familiar. Yeah. <laughs> no, the thing is, uh, the first game had a lot more, even as grim as it was, it has a, had a lot more levity to it, uh, just by the way oh. of, yeah, no, I'm not kidding, <laughs> just by the way, <laughs> the first game had a lot more levity to it, like this, that, that's the feel good one. Yeah, that's a feel-good one. Last of Us one, you heard it here, folks. It's the feel-good game of the generation. No, but you remember the conversation between uh, between Ellie and Joel, and there was a lot of, even if it was a very grim environment, what they went through was super grim. They had a lot of fun talk, and they had a lot of charming character development and everything. So big parts of Last of Us like two like like platoon, like platoon. You see that yeah. fucking head come apart? I never seen brains like that before. Yeah, pretty much like that. Uh, but yeah, um, Last of Us 2 has long stretches of the game where you're just spending time with one singular character. So that character is alone, it's isolated, uh, he's isolated, or she is isolated, <laughs> barely play any guys. Um, and, uh, you know, that can feel very, yeah, even more dark than the game already is, and than the first one was, because... You know, you don't have character action. You are isolated. Just you, Brexit, like like you are in the pandemic currently, maybe. You're spending a lot of time in this horrible world alone. And it can be really harrowing. It can be really doing a trick on your mind. And especially in the current state, <laughs> where all of this is very relatable. So I can see a lot of people being like, oh, God, I'm not in the mood to play this. I can't deal with this right now. And add to that, the game adds a lot of, a lot of, a lot of really, really dark subject matter that wasn't even as explicit and horrible in the first game. Like, some really bad shit. And, yeah, it's... I played through all of it. I enjoyed it, quote-unquote, in terms of... I think the gameplay has been improved tenfold. Like, it's so much better than in the first game in all aspects. Like, barely any letters choo-choo. I think there's one letter in the game, so you will enjoy that. Uh... <laughs> He will find something else to hate. Yeah, of course. It. But, uh, yeah, there probably those things where you have to pull the plug into a generator and then jumpstart it. That's probably something that Ooh. will annoy the fuck out of him. But anyway, uh, aside from that, uh, there, the, the gameplay has been improved a lot. There's a lot of different, uh, you know, different guns, uh, uh, guns. The crafting system has been uh, extended upon and everything. The melee combat is actually much more interesting. Actually, one of the characters is actually focusing on melee in a certain way. So, uh, yeah, it's it's really cool. It plays really well. It looks fucking stunning. I mean, who expected anything else from a Naughty Dog game at this point? Uh, just ridiculous. The, the motion capture on the character faces, the subtle character acting, like, by the voice actors, by the, mo the motion captures from their face and everything. It's all perfect. Like, presentation-wise, this game is, again fucking nuts it's ridiculous it's it shows that this is an end of the generation game and just like the first one was for ps3 and you you will walk through certain things in that game certain um set pieces and everything and won't believe your eyes it's fucking be hauntingly beautiful 
in more ways than one. Also, in its horror, in every all the horrors it shows you and displays on the screen, it is it has a kind of beauty to it because it looks so stunning. Now, as for the story, um, I don't. The problem is, I would have to go into severe spoilers to talk about certain things that I found to be most interesting, and I won't do that. Not to either of you because I'm not certain people from the OGS community who like to throw that shit just out there on the fucking feed. Um, but um, I want to say that whatever they did and what you're going to hopefully experience for yourself uh, worked for me. It didn't work for some people and I can see why to an extent, but I think if you give the game some leeway and accept where it's going at a certain point, I think you will you will expect uh, you will uh, you will like it i hope okay like i own this game by the way this is the only game i've bought last year and yeah. i bought it last summer right mm -hmm. and it's like yeah at some point like <laughs> things will slow down a bit <laughs> and i will have the time to like not that stressed out i will have the time to play this game with like without like any other stress to do it so i can actually enjoy it but it, like that didn't happen yet so i like it's like i haven't played it yet. it's going to probably be a long fun and i would really you need I wouldn't say you need to be in a super chipper mood to deal with it because I was not, right? I wasn't in a good, really in a necessarily good place when I did because I had to also deal with the corona shit and everything. But, sti uh, but still, there, you know, that game in a lot of parts is a super downer, just like the first one. So if you have a lot of bad shit already happening in your life currently for uh, reasons, maybe don't play that game now. Wait a bit, just like Breck is doing. That seems to be the smart choice. Otherwise, your opinion on it might be colored in a kind of unfair way. I don't know. Some There are some really stupid, stupid criticisms. Uh, there's some really stupid criticism for that game out there. Like most people who criticize the story choices in that game criticize them because of certain because of certain choices that make total sense in the game and are in their own way really rewarding, in my opinion. But I don't know. I Like I said, I can't go into detail. I Some of that criticism feels like, hey, we need to throw some bad shit in here because the game was super hyped, uh, overhyped, and we don't like the story uh, choices that it took for some of the characters. And that's why we're going to use the most stupid shit that... <laughs> <laughs> makes it yeah, and, and that sounds features. like another movie I enjoyed uh -huh. about some last Jedi I think ah there we go yeah pretty much and the same crowd is basically criticizing uh, the same things that they criticize about last Jedi in certain aspects criticize uh, um, some of that stuff in uh, in last of us too so, because uh, some of the em. themes are kind of... come again I said fuck them yeah, fuck it. That's right. Some, 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 <laughs> some, some, some of the themes in there, some of the stuff they address is also present maybe in Last of Us 2 to an extent. But, you know, there's some social commentary in there, of course. There's some, you know, talking about uh, minorities, what have you. There's, you know, there is a lot of stuff in there that maybe some people don't want to see in their games because it's automatically like, oh, this is political. I don't want to. And when they say that political, they mean it's against their politics and it calls them out. And the game calls out a lot of people. It does. And I appreciate it for that because the views it calls out are shitty views. So I'm fine with whatever the game is said as kind of, let's say, not even bold, but kind of, uh, what's the right word for it? Uh, um, shit! I'm only I only have the German word in, in my head right now. Right. But it's let's say, 
No, not bra- no, no. It's just it's it's a, it's it does it does it in a very simple way, in a very, you know, obvious way that it calls these things out. It's in not your like face. Super, in your it's very in your face. It's not subtle about it at all. And I appreciate that. I'm not like, hey, yeah, don't talk around this shit. Just I'm... fucking put it there on the screen. And they do. And I'm like, I'm fine with that. And some people weren't. So, and there's some yeah. other shit stuff in there that... You don't have yeah. to be subtle about it, you know? Yeah. Sometimes you could just make a movie about a train, and the back of the train are the poor, is the 99% poor people, and the front of the train <laughs> are the rich people, right? You don't have to be subtle about it. I understand that. You don't and then you put a fish being cut up in there, and some people are completely antagonized. But it's, yeah. it's weird. It's weird how that works. 15 minutes of fish cutting. <laughs> Anyway, like, he, he, he doesn't like it because it's obviously a metaphor about uh, the imperialist side of, of uh, England uh, with their yeah. fish, chip and fish, fish and chips. I don't know. That, 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 the the, the whole fish it. thing just reminds me of my mother. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Smell reminds me of your mother as well. Since both of you haven't played it, I, joke, keep, I don't want I don't want to keep talking about it. But I think there's some valid criticism to put towards this game. Like I said, it's very it's too long in certain parts. Although I think that's uh, intentional, but I still enjoyed it. I think it's a good game. I don't necessarily think it's as good as the first one because I like this straightforward storytelling uh, in the first game for uh, more. The second game doesn't do that. It does some shit with, you know, uh, callbacks and everything and some flashbacks and stuff. So it feels a bit more disjointed and fractured. And that kind of bucked me off in certain parts. But aside from that, I like what the game was doing. Even it was a horrible ride in a way. It was very horror-focused. There's some really horrible, terrifying imagery in there. And some really, really horrible character stuff in there. So, just as a warning, if you're up for that, Play the game. If you're not, don't play the game. But I still enjoyed it. I think the character writing in this is stellar. I think the graphics are amazing. And I think the gameplay was really fun in its own right. That's how it is. And that's my, that's why it's my number two uh, game of the year. I think at the moment, a bit like Brack, I, I'm mostly concentrating on uh, lighter stuff recently. Actually, I watched, yeah, your favorite, uh, I watched your favorite comedy movie recently, uh, Human Metal. Schindler's List. It was great. <laughs> Um, no, that's it. Seriously, yeah, I, I did watch Schindler's List recently. Actually, it's a great film. <laughs> so no, actually, so probably I'm all right with darkness. I qualify myself from this podcast now and tell you that I've never fully seen Schindler's List. What? I Me mean, neither. Holy fuck! How, that, now we see the sordid underbelly of the radiophonic sea creatures. Like, <laughs> holy shit, guys! Yeah, go see some, that movie. I fuck. have some giant blind spots in my filmography. It's like, God yeah, damn. there's some must stuff. You, you, you must, you must see this shit. And I still haven't seen. I still haven't seen The Godfather. So there you go. What? I'm missing some. I miss- The Godfather is fun. <laughs> okay, if you say so, I Sh- wouldn't know. Schindler's no, List is just un- Schindler's List is absolutely just fantastic. I mean, devastating See? on an emotional level, but it that's is the thing. So good, Chuchu, That's a nice parallel there because I'm never in the mood to watch Schindler's List. I'm like, I this this movie is gonna kill me. I I I'm always postponing it, just like right because of current conditions. You and Break are postponing playing Last of Us too. So I can relate. I should maybe get over it and finally. <laughs> What's the damn thing? Like he's like, I'm waiting till there are no more Nazis left, but they keep yeah. coming up. They keep yeah, coming they keep coming back. They fucking. But once you you think you've eradicated all the fucking Nazis in the world, and they keep coming fucking back. If they're not in Germany anymore, they move to America, and if they're not in America anymore, they move back to here. You cannot fucking you can't fucking kill them all. 
Oh, They're man. like the Damn goose. It. The goose guy. Oh. However, <laughs> how, however, I will have to say, uh, 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 again, this isn't the subject, but about Schindler's List briefly. Um, whilst that does deal with a lot of dark stuff, the theme of the movie is light against darkness. So, like, uh, it's about like hope in like this darkness. So, so they're, it's they're, of, yeah, so it's Last of Us too. The message is very in terms of uh, hopefulness in a sense. Uh, that you have to break out from a spiral of violence, vengeance, and whatever, and uh, and revenge and all that. And that is a good message. That is a good thing to take away from that game. Getting there, that's the horrible bad part. And I guess that's the same thing with Schindler's List, where it's like, yeah, there's a lot of bad shit on the way, and for the people who are involved with that, so... Exactly. There's a lot of, like, dark stuff in Schindler's List, but ultimately it's about people standing up and and not taking it and doing their best to save other people, you know, and also changing their... going on a character arc from being selfish to being selfless as well um, is part of that. So it's, it's kind of really inspiring. It's one of those films that kind of inspires you to try to be uh, a better person, I suppose, um, when you watch that. Like, you feel the bravery and, and what they did and, you know, how you can stand up against oppressive darkness and stuff. So it's not it's not like this, this, this relentlessly dark thing. There is a bright center of it, of the hope of, you know, people doing good things. Um, there you go. So there you go. That's a Shinner's List, best video game ever made. Uh, wait, what are we talking about? <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so um, yeah. Uh, although I'm not sure. To be honest, uh, I think that game is is kind of like a, a thing of its time. And you know, so if I ever go and play The Last of Us Two, it's going to be well out of its time frame. And I th- I think it might well be for me one of those games that just gets lost in translation. It just it's just going to be sort of lost in into time. I think um, because I don't think it's something like I will go and you know really search out because uh, I whilst I did enjoy the first one, it was as you know famously it was a very qualified experience for me, um, mm-hmm. and I I don't think I enjoyed it quite enough to go out of my way to to think like I really must play this because. Uh, my feeling of the first one was a very mixed bag, but I know I, yeah, I'm I'm alone in that then. sentiment. I mean, I know you guys fucking loved it. When are you gonna finally play that game? Uh, 2023, Brack? Summer 2023? Sounds good. Good time frame. Yeah, yeah, only hope. The right time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Maybe 2022 already. Uh, hopefully. Um. Okay, so uh, I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna go next for for my next one. Uh, the next game on my list is uh, Yakuza 6, uh, which I played right at the beginning of the year, like before the pandemic hit, when everything was okay, nice. (laughs) Uh, So Yakuza 6, as I talked about at that time, uh, was the best Yakuza game for me by a mile. The reason it was the best uh, Yakuza game is that the plot line was far superior than any of the others by by miles. Lots of people at the time complained that they streamlined it and they took out lots of the the kind of side stuff and all of the a lot of the kind of like mini games that I guess lots of people really loved. But by doing that, by removing distractions, they streamlined it in a very good way because the story was very powerful and very personal and there was a lot of emotion and like anger uh, in the story and that really worked for me. And unlike 
most yakuza games where you know you do like a story mission or whatever and then you go spend x amount of time arsing around in the in the open world just wasting time i found this was just a straight burn through the story because the story was far 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 more compelling i mean i felt genuinely furious with the bad guys in this um and i thought the character stuff um all the new characters were excellent and i felt really attached to them and felt friendships with them and actually liked all of them you know uh and also it was by far also the most emotional game i mean uh, i i it made me cry at several points especially you have the whole history of the yakuza franchise leading into this one so you're well aware of the characters and for this final installment like this game really puts them through the emotional ringer um so it's it's really fantastic to see it was also a lot shorter like i think i beat this game in I want to say 30 hours or 40 hours or something, which is still quite a lot, but you know, certainly that's uh, really short for a Yakuza game because yeah. I think I've played five and four, especially five dragged as hell. Oh my God, that game dragged, but that game, I think just the story, just the story was like 50 hours. Yeah. And it's like, you're not even playing any of the side stuff. This see, I played all of the side stuff in this one, all of it, and I think it came to—I want to say it came to forty something hours—is um, my recollection. I could be wrong about that, but definitely it was not anywhere near as long as your usual Yakuza game. Like, definitely not. It was—it was streamlined, and also the side stuff was really fun because it's basically uh, you joined this kind of like a almost like a really crappy kind of RTA, crappy but very easy so just you know just ignorable fluff this rts battle thing but the reason to go through that is at the end of it you got to fight a new japan pro wrestler so i'm a huge pro wrestling fan so that was gangbusters for me like i got to fight people like like uh, kenny omega or uh talahashi or stuff like that so not not kenny omega sorry that's a lie anybody <laughs> anybody expecting to fight kenny omega at the end is going to be disappointed that was he's not in the game damn it <laughs> but like Tana, tanahashi and uh uh oh christ what's it okada for example is in there like huge stars from new japan pro wrestling it's so it was really fun for me to do that and and beat the shit out of those guys with uh, kiryu kazuma i think the yakuza story just wraps up perfectly and that character just gets such a fantastic wonderful send-off you couldn't ask for a better end to the character than than uh, that that game gave you and i felt like when i played that game i realized just how important that franchise had been to me you know and how much actually emotionally i was invested in his story and you know how much i liked playing as him um he was always my favorite character to play as in the in the previous ones and also it's so much fun to the people complain like there's only kiryu kazuma in this game like they complained about the lack of extra characters but again streamlined it's his story it's really focused on him and it's really well done also he's the most fun character to play as because he's op as fuck he always has been that's what's hilarious about it like so in that game i just breeze through the entire game it's not a difficult game at all um because and you get you really get to feel his like totally totally op thing um it's so much fun and also there's the whole like dark night uh dark knight returns thing because it really feels like he's coming back you know after a time away 
to to uh, sort out the shit that that's gone wrong. And you know, all the all the young guys are sort of like, oh, well, you're washed up, you're over the hill, or whatever. And it's such a pleasure to beat those guys to snuff, like. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah it, it, it's so much fun and the combat also got overhauled and there's the combat has a lot more flow so before when you used to get into like the yakuza thing you used to be you meet someone and then there'd be a small cut scene and then you'd fight them there'd be a small cut scene and then you get back into the game but this one it just doesn't stop it just flows and also the fights are more dynamic because you can move the fight into a restaurant or something and like chuck guys through windows and there's no break in the action either there's like no loading screens and stuff um and there's also no loading screens when you go into buildings and stuff so it's a bit more next gen than the previous yakuza uh, games are so I literally have nothing bad to say about Yakuza 6. It was by far the best Yakuza game. And I think the ultimate uh, sign of quality is usually after Yakuza game, I'm burnt out. And I do not want to play Yakuza game for, you know, at least a conceivable full year at least. But I enjoyed 6 so much that I jumped straight in and finished Yakuza Kiwami. Um, so I played two back to back. Yakuza Kiwami wasn't as good as 6, of course not. But. Uh, huh. Six I played uh, I played Yakuza game as well this year. Actually, I played Kawami too. Oh, I'm gonna play that next, Brack. Yeah. How how was it? I know. It was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. a good time with it. It actually has the same thing. You talk about Yakuza Six with like no loading times, and you can go into the into the restaurants while like fighting and stuff. So uh, yeah, it was yeah. fun. Like the, there's they cut out so much of the really really annoying fluff that Yakuza games sometimes have with like every time there's a talk and there's so many loading screens. And whatever, and there's still a lot for an average game, but it's a lot better now. Yeah, I think uh, uh, Kiwami 2 uses the same engine as 6, if I remember rightly. Because um, it yeah, was made it after 6, yeah. So I, 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 if you loved Kiwami 2, go play 6. It's, it's incredible, Brack. It's really Yeah, but, but I need, so I need a year break, though. I do need that. <laughs> well, I haven't. Okay. I haven't played Kwame too, so I don't know. But it can't be like, as good as it. Okay, because every time a new game is like in the same city, right? So like I've just like explored the entire every nook and cranny of that city, and then like the next game, like oh, it's the same city again. So like I really need a break. I really feel like I need to feel like I just got back from a vacation and I'm returning to a city instead of like going like the next fence immediately Although, and i know there's a little bit extra sections in it in, in yakuza 6 right there's a, little, a new town i think yeah there is a new town yeah it's mostly set in like a seaside town which is nice yeah hiroshima right isn't it, is it set in hiroshima i can't remember but probably yeah yeah possibly yes i i i would say probably but i'm not quite sure but yes this lovely like like local seaside town which looks so realistic i know trust me i live in these type of places <laughs> like it's like spot on for those like really tiny seaside towns but yeah but after you've had a break i, I highly recommend uh six it's, it's amazing but there you go no, I, I own that's a game i own as well that i haven't played just yet so i, I tell you what it's definitely going to be a lot less dark than the last of us too <laughs> Yeah, that, that's for Probably. sure. <laughs> no, yeah. So, Brack, what's uh, what's next on your list? Next on my list, uh, I've uh, see. It's funny because from this developer, I also played a game that came actually came out last year, but that was not as good as the one I'm picking right now, which is Life of, Life is Strange Two, and uh, it's uh, like 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 the Telltale games is like a story decision making game. And it's a little bit more free than the, the, the Telltale games, because you actually can explore the locations a bit, so which is 
something I really enjoy because they're very detailed. I very get like the feeling of being in another place. But Life is Strange 2 is about two brothers uh, and uh, their dad gets shot by a cop and the little brother at that moment, like his, like it's like an X-Men moment, like he has superpowers, right? And then they come out at that at that literal moment that he kills the cop, right? And the little brother does. And then the entire story, the entire game is them like doing a road trip throughout uh, America to get to like the, the the Mexico border to across the border. And uh, yeah, that's that's what like the, the the game is about. So every every episode, because it's cut up in episodes, it's like in a different location of of America. And uh, it, there's like different story moments happening there, and you come across different people, and you see like different lifestyles and stuff like that. And it's like a really interesting, like exploration of like uh, yeah, of America and ways to live and stuff like that. It's really uh, really interesting. And it's really fun. Like I, I, the, the, it's it's it has some dark moments. It's a lot darker than the previous game, I think. And uh, but. Well, there can be some clunky dialogue every once in a while. You can really feel like the the the, the way the brothers interact is really uh, well done, and you can see them really grow throughout the entire game. And uh, yeah, I had a really great time with it. I'm still waiting to play the first one for some reason. I don't know. I should have it on PS Plus by now. I think uh, second. I think you might like the second game better. I would. I think like, are they not connected in any way? No, not at all. That's oh, like, okay. There's like okay, there's one moment in the road trip where they come across like the city from the first game, but wow. there's like no real character from okay. from those games that are crossing over, and uh, yeah, and the first game has a lot more like teen drama going into it, right? Like it's a lot more okay. like about teens finding themselves and stuff, and this is a lot more, you know, they are on the run from the cops and stuff like that, so it's a lot more serious in that way. It's probably a bit more well written than a way out, I guess. <laughs> I like a way out. Way out is great. I haven't, I haven't played way well, out. What the I fuck are you talking it, about? Uh, Don't diss that game. That game's great. <laughs> a lot yeah. of people said the writing in that game is not as good, but I intend to play it. So yeah, but but those people are dumb. It's like a lot okay. of. <laughs> All right. Way out is not like it's not like a, an Oscar-winning movie, but it's like. It's not what I expected. I expect a fun co-op experience with some I don't know maybe sympathetic characters. With great. Yes. The, the, Which the, is what it does. The variety in a way out is just incredible as well the okay. amount of stuff the amount of types of gameplay that you actually get to play in a way out and it's all really competently done is really impressive i'm looking forward to it uh it's on the that e, uh, ea um subscription thing uh you have to play included... with somebody else you can't play it in... that, that's the plan i i already asked a friend of mine from berlin and he was like yeah sure let's do it let's play it on steam online and i was like sure let's go yeah it's, it's so we're gonna do it game. Yeah, that that yeah. was one of our games of the year. At the, I'm not sure which year, but me and Tutor really played played through that like in a couple of sittings, and it was a really, really great experience. Yeah. Nice, that was a good one. But life, but, life, life, life is strange too. Is a solo experience. Yeah, life is strange too. Is solo. You actually play. You only play one of the two brothers. Okay. But the decision making, like that, like it has a lot more endings. For example, because mm. decision making, like your brother is like an actual. A character whose decisions he makes are based on like the the stuff you like teach him or like the, the the interaction you've had with him throughout the rest of the game so like the ending is not just based on your final decision but based on actually how you've like yeah the stuff you you you've, you've yeah you 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 uh, learned your brother like the way you the way you have teach uh, taught him to be like a good person for example has a lot more like impact on the ending than uh, other 
choice-based games where it's just you. How does that... There was a free, I don't know, game before that, Captain Awesome or something or whatever. Captain Spirit, yes. Captain that's Spirit. True. That takes place like at the same time as the second episode, but it's a different character. But he's like there okay. in, in, the, in the same episode. He's like the neighbor of the, like, your, your uh, like, came across, like, uh, they travel to, like, their grandparents' house, and they're, like, like trying to, like, uh, hide uh, hide there for a while, and he's, like, the neighbor there. So that's that's interesting. Uh, very interesting. And it, I, I like all of the episodes, and there's, like, a lot of, like, interesting family dynamics going on. And, like, the way I like it is also that they, way, uh, they explored, like, different ways of, of living, right? Like, in the second episode, you're, like, with your grandparents, and they're, like, very classic people who worked hard and they bought a house and they retired or whatever. And in the third episode, you're like, uh, uh, you're traveling together with a bunch of runaways who are like uh, living in the forest and working at like a weed farm and, and like are just scraping by. And in the third uh, and in, in one of the later episodes, you're like, you're living uh, for a little bit at like this, this uh, camp where people are mm-hmm. like, just like, uh, uh, in the desert and whatever and it's like and they have like they built like their own community there and uh yeah it's really uh fun to see like all those aspects of like uh america in a way cool also yeah. it's a lot better looking than the first game like the, fir- the, the first <laughs> right. game was like on source engine or whatever and this time they're using unreal engine 4 wait do and... you mean do you mean people who make these kind of games actually upgrade their engines yeah <laughs> Just... not like telltale not like, like telltale <laughs> But like it has like a lot, a big boost on the way their environments and locations look. Like the characters still like kind of like cartoony, right? Sure. But the, the the environments look a lot more realistic. So it really feels like, yeah, it has like that. Unlike Telltale games where you're always like in a really small room and it's like all of it, all locations you can walk around it. These places actually have like, uh, like entire buildings, whatever, where you can actually walk through and explore and whatever. So it's a lot more. It really feels a lot more like you're in a real location. And the funny thing is, I like it's Dot Not Entertainment, and they made another game last year, which uh, I also played, which is uh, Tell Me Why, which is also a game like that, also about two uh, uh, siblings and like a murder mystery in like some town in uh, Alaska or something, which is also really good. Like, uh, not as good as Life is Strange 2, but also really fun, and I really uh, enjoyed both games a lot. All right, yeah, cool. Um, how about uh, get to that eventually? Yeah, uh, I didn't like the first one, which on which I played. I'm not gonna lie. So uh, probably that, again, that's that's one that's gonna be lost of time to me, unfortunately. But I'm glad you enjoyed it, Brack. Uh, Human Metal, what is your game of the year? Final Fantasy VII Remake. What a surprise um, to anyone who knows me and my tastes in RPGs, because Final Fantasy VII, the original one on PlayStation One is one of my, if not my favorite, JRPG. And uh, yeah, so I was... That that thing, that remake, has been teased and expected and wished for for... I don't fucking know how many years. There was like this tech demo on PS3 for an E3 that they made and everyone got like really hyped for it because they thought it would actually happen. And even before that, people called for a remake... I can't see why I would like... I, I can understand the need to want to see that story in good graphics and good presentation in general to relive that story in a more, I don't know, proper, more modern way. 
But I recently, just in preparation for the remake, I replayed the original game, and that story still holds up. Those characters, they still got the same charm, and the battle system is not annoying, in my opinion. Yes, it's classic, turn-based, but it's it's fun. So, um, yeah, I was kind of anxious to watch this remake, because there's a lot of shit you can do wrong, just in terms of what that original game had, in terms of things that, if not in the right heads, could be done really, really badly. <laughs> In a, in a remake, in an iteration of that. And I was so surprised when I found out that this is one of the best games in general I've played in recent years. Um, and certainly, probably the best remake of a game I've ever played. Um, so, the thing starts out exactly as you wanted it to. It starts out in the same way, the slow zoom down on the on the train after you've seen all the, uh, the the world of Midgar, that giant town, the giant steampunk town, and then I zoom in on the train and there's our hero Cloud and then it goes against the, the Shinra soldiers and everything and you get introduced to the game. Um, everything they... Yeah, Chuchu hasn't played it, I think, uh, apparently, and Brack uh, neither. I just, so, no, I haven't even played it the first one. I thought you yeah, said they, they, they go against the Schindler soldiers. So that's what happens to Oscar no. Schindler. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. They get, they, basically you play I Cloud. Play Crisis Core. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you know at least saw your way around a bit of this universe. And that character, that was the main character there, also plays an important role here, kind of in a way, at least in flashbacks. Uh, so the main character is Cloud. He is part, or he's let's say um, a mercenary who is contracted by this. Um, let's say, terrorist organization, quote-unquote, they're kind of, uh, they're kind of bioterrorists, I guess, they're, they're uh, kind of environmental activists. So they their mission is to uh, sabotage uh, the, um, the, uh, the workplaces and the reactors and everything see, of see, this giant comp. COVID theory is confirmed right here. Yeah, there you go. Uh, uh, sabotage, like, the, this giant company called Shinra, who basically have made it possible to suck the actual life energy of the planet out of the planet and convert it into energy. Schindler Corp. And Schindler really? Corp. Saving Jews yeah. since 1942. Shell? Are you saying it's called Shell? Yeah, Shell. Shell, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. So that's what they're... Uh, it's a very thinly veiled metaphor, I guess. But that's what they do. And uh, Avalanche, that is the name of the, of the, of the group... Uh, uh, the organization, uh, terrorist organization tries to stop them uh, because they say, hey, it's the lifeblood of the planet. That's actually where people go when they die and you're basically sucking the souls out of the planet's core. So they try to do that. Cloud is just a mercenary with a shady past or a shadow past that you really don't know anything about. And he is contracted by them to help them by an old friend called Tifa, an uh, old childhood friend of his who works for Avalanche. And that's basically the setup of the story. That's how you start up the game. And you get thrown in right into the action. And in the original, it's turn-based uh, battle, typical JRPG fashion. In this, everything changed. It's actual active battle. You actually move your character around. You actually fight. It feels very, very Devil May Cry-ish in a certain way, but with a lot of RPG aspects to it and a bit more slow-moving. But I was surprised how well they revamped the actual game. I didn't expect it to work that well, considering what I played of Final Fantasy XV. The combat felt still very floaty and indirect to me. Final Fantasy VII Remake combat felt, feels much better, much more direct. Is a lot of fun, even if you have to control, to a certain aspect, three characters at the same time at a, uh, after a certain point. 
But you can always, and that's the cool part, you can always stop the game, just the gameplay, just stop it there and consider your next move. Uh, maybe cast some spells in the in the pause menu and then continue actually playing the game. It's it's super well done. It's super well thought out. The way they integrate the the magic system, which is called materia, and that um, that can do a bunch of different things that you can equip to your weapons, to your armor, whatever. It's super well implemented. It's a super well uh, done iteration on the systems from the original game, and I love it to death. I think it's fantastic. Uh, the music. They have that is fucking spectacular. I think that soundtrack has like eight hours of music, it or eight discs. I don't. Know. It's fucking crazy. Like it's very contextual. Like the mu music changes all the time, com uh, considering what happens on the screen. It's it's fantastic. Um, the graphics are are great. There's some spotty things with in terms of textures in uh, in the more open in the more open areas of the game, where it's like okay, the PS4 is struggling a bit here. <laughs> to display everything correctly i think it's going to be a look much better on a pc but i had to really just stand there and look at certain things to notice it i never noticed it in motion when actually playing the game i was just standing around and marveling at all the fucking visuals and there's so much good visuals in that game so yeah everything about this game is fantastic the best thing is probably what they did with the characters the considering the let's say limited methods of ps1 era games the character writing in that game, in the original game, was already pretty good. This is much better. There's a lot more, let's say, character development, background story, everything, screen time given to the characters, even to more minor characters. I appreciated that a lot. I loved it. Uh, one, a few of my favorites actually got some more screen time and were super fun. And you really, after a time, you kind of, I kind of loved every character in this game again. I thought, man, it's so much fun spending time with these characters. And yeah, the final point, how, wh what did they do with the story? And a lot of people were anxious about that because some of the trailers showed stuff that never was in the original game. We're like, what, what is this and what's happening? So without spoiling too much, this game gives the definition of a remake a whole new meaning because at a certain point, the game takes the original game and changes so much that it becomes kind of a sequel. It becomes a, I don't know, a requel or something. It's really re ridiculous. It's uh, that's super... what we call uh, Evil Dead 2. Yeah, pretty much, in a way. Yeah, it iterates on it, but it also completely changes stuff. But it also is like, yeah, no, this could actually be a sequel to the original game. Uh, and it's hard to explain it without you know without you having played the it's original game it's hard to game. explain for me because i haven't played the first game so i don't know what yeah. to compare it to exactly that's why i'm not going to go uh, that's not why i'm going to go into detail or anything all i'm saying is I played how it. they yeah but how much do you remember of it to to in oh. terms of deep details and everything uh, Sefi wrote bad that's what i remember that's true and that's true for the original game the thing is Sefi wrote in the original game doesn't just as an example doesn't appear really until the end of the first disc and then only, you know, you don't learn anything about it. And he's so prominent in this game. He appears, like, after the first mission, he suddenly is there for some and he, reason. And he's, like, a total nice guy this time. Like you, No, you, no, no, you that's not... Go no. to punch with him, like, you're just, multiple times. You, you're just wondering, what the fuck is... Like, the, when he suddenly appeared on screen, I was like, what are you doing here? What the fuck is happening? <laughs> and, yeah, that changed up a lot of stuff. And I think a lot of people who just wanted a straightforward one-to-one -one remake of the game were disappointed with that. I can see why, but then again, I'm always more interested in 
games and that do something interesting with the original story if they remake that shit. And this game does it, and I think it does it very well. There is a high chance that this could turn into Kingdom Hearts bullshit because Tetsuya Nomura, the same guy who's behind that, is also behind this remake. And there is some potential for this to go very, very wrong. But after finishing it and thinking about it for a while, I'm super excited for the next part of this remake. It just says remake, but that's like barely even the first disc of the original game. And those game that game had three discs of content. So there's there's going to be at least two more parts of this remake. Pro- maybe even three. Who knows uh, how long uh, Square stretch, uh, Squeenix uh, stretches this out. But I was super happy with it. I'm looking forward to more, and I'm really interested to see what they do with with one of my favorite games of all time. And that game doesn't go away. Even if I don't like what they actually do with the remake, I still have the original, right? Yeah. So I get the best of both worlds. I have my original game that I love to death, and, and now I maybe get a new, different story with these characters I love that is told in a different way and does some really interesting shit and re- relates to the original game in a really interesting way. So I get the but best I, of I both worlds. I can understand it, because people want to play the game they liked, yeah, only sure. with characters not looking like three squares. Exactly. Like, like, I can that's totally... What they want. I, I can totally see that. And I would have like loved that game too. Be brag, be fair, six squares. Oh six. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Count your polygons. Uh, but yeah, I can totally I can see their point of view. I can I totally understand it and I don't berate them for wanting to have that experience. But I also think that one should um like uh, appreciate what how much effort they actually put into into the concept of okay. We don't just want to make a simple remake because we can't, uh, because that game would be too big or too. We have to do it in a different way, and we have to. We want to do something creative with the story, and do something not that is not just a simple one-to-one remake. And they did it, and they did it very well, in my opinion. And at the end of the game, you're left with a lot of fucking questions, but all of the possible outcomes to that are really exciting to me. So, I can't fucking wait. I can't fucking wait to play the next thing of this. And uh, it's probably going to get a PS5 uh, 5 update version with additional DLC, and I'm going to get that. I'm going to play through that game again. I played through it on normal. I played through half of it on hard mode, which is a fucking bitch, because you can't rest on benches to replenish your HP and MP. Um, and it's it's super fun. So I can't fucking wait. I love this game, and I think it's without a doubt my uh, game of the year, 2020. I also, like Sorry, to, guys. <laughs> I, I also like to sit on benches to uh, replenish yeah. my HP. Yeah, you would like to do that right now, actually go outside and sit on a bench, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, yeah. Although, although, considering how long it took to make that remake, you do realize that you'll be playing the third disc when you're like 60. That might be the case, but uh, <laughs> I think that they, you know, they built it in Unreal Engine and also they have now, they now have created a lot of the assets that weren't there in the beginning. Now they are, and they just have, they can repurpose a lot of them. They just have to create a lot of different uh, set piece environments that the characters travel through in the continuation of the story. But a lot of the work has been done. So I think it's not going to take as long to the second part of this as it took to actually make the first part. Uh, Hopefully. I'm hopeful. All right. So talking about sitting on benches to replenish your HP, that brings me on to my game of the year, (laughs) which is Hollow Knight. So um, yeah, Hollow Knight. Yeah, big 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 surprise for for uh, my my co-hosts here. Um, it's not like I spent a big part of last year 
endlessly chatting shit about the game to them. I didn't do that, no. Um. <laughs> not, not, not uploading boss runs and uh, boss tactics videos to YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Fun times. Uh, yeah, so... <laughs> But yeah, seriously, fun times. Uh, Hollow Knight was absolutely uh, just just incredible and caught my attention and my passion more than any video game has for like a long, long, long time. Um, I'm a sucker for a really good Metroidvania game, and Hollow Knight is the best Metroidvania game I've ever played ever in my life. Um, uh, wait, does that extend to the Metroid games themselves? I'm not sure about that, and uh, I'll think about that on a different day. But yeah, um, outside of the actual mainline Metroid games, this is definitely the best Metroidvania game I've I've ever played. I think I might even like it more than the mainline Metroid games. But again, Whoa. save that for another strong day. Strong praise. Yeah, really strong praise. I'm telling you, this is one of like this is one of my favorite games of all time. Um, one of my favorite games of this generation. One of my favorite games of all time. I can't tell you how much I loved this game. It was like a game like like that rare thing where you know, I would go to bed, I would play it, I would go to bed, I would get up and the first thing I would be thinking about is playing Hollow Knight after work, you know, and I would go to work and do whatever I did and then I'd come home and I just couldn't my, my fingers were like itching to get back to playing fucking Hollow Knight at night. Like it's 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 been ages since I felt like that, like that impassioned. And as you say, like I went the whole hog, you know, I started to upload uh like my boss fights to YouTube and stuff like that because I felt the game was really, at points, intensely difficult for me. Like outside my usual comfort area of video games, I tend I tend to play easier games. Um, to be fair, and this was like a really difficult one. And you know, usually in a game, if I die twenty times on a boss, like I no, I'm putting down the controller and I'm not coming back. Um, but it wasn't like that for Hollow Knight, you know. I I die twenty, you know, thirty times on a boss or whatever, and I just dust myself off, pick myself back up, and go in. Maybe you know, and I, you go through like the the seven stages of you know the boss fight. Um, I'm sure there's there's a hilarious YouTube video or on like PlayStation Access about the seven stages of a boss fight. Go hunt that video down on uh, PlayStation Access. It's hilarious. But like you know, there's a point where you feel like you're almost getting there, you know, and then you you end up like you you have that last sliver of health. And you get like panicky and then you get panicky and then you just lose it right at the end. And then like after you almost beat the boss, there's always a period where you just you go down, you know, and your skill level seems to decrease and then you can't do shit against the boss. And then that's the time like the, like one of the stages you have to put down the controller and go make a cup of tea or go take time away from the game. And then when you come back, somehow your skill's gone back up <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, it, like Hollow Knight is one of those like one of those proper like. You, when you come to a boss fight that is difficult you really have to just you know just dust yourself off and say okay i'm gonna die here like a lot like a lot but i'm, I'm gonna keep going because the game is just so so good the art design Sounds like my god of war experience with the valkyrie uh, valkyrie fights yeah yeah exactly um and it but but the thing is with those fights you know nothing makes you want to just explode out your chair do you know what i mean and like ah, just go crazy and just jump around the room and like you're sort of out of breath when you when you when you finally defeat a boss that you've just died on like 30 times in a row. Um, but yeah, like the, the game is like, like the boss fights are just epic and unforgettable. And the thing is, all of the favorite boss fights 
in that game were the more difficult ones that really challenged me. The ones where I had to really fight for my life to survive, the ones, you know, the, that I, I thought was literally might be impossible and it might get me stuck in the game. Those were my favorite memories from the game in the end. Because um, it was such a thrill to actually beat those bosses. Uh, the art design is just out of this world. The, 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 the 2d you know like like hand-drawn graphics are just gorgeous and the music is spectacular like top top draw that soundtrack of hollow knight there are times you know when you sit on the bench and you're replenishing your energy or whatever or you get to a certain area and you just want to put down the controller and just listen to the soundtrack for a little bit before moving on it's it's great and it has that thing um uh, it has that underlying current of sadness and loss um much like the movie the crow uh there's this like there's this undercurrent of just like th this world has met its end and with the music and it's always raining and stuff like it's it's and it's kind of gothic as well it has like a really gothic art design there's a pall of like sadness and, and death and loss about the whole thing which is really alluring to me you know as a manic depressive um <laughs> so, <laughs> so <laughs> i really love that stuff so yeah just just that just a pitch perfect metroidvania game the controls are pinpoint it's like playing shovel knight they're absolutely perfect you never once in the entire game think hey that's not fair you know it's always you who is making the mistake it's never the game the bosses are well judged so they're incredibly difficult at times but you always see what you're supposed to do and it's it's just doing it physically doing it that's that's the thing you know it is like damn it if i hadn't just jumped there if i hadn't fucking zipped underneath the oh you know there's there's always you just you feel you can do it it never feels impossible you feel you can do it it's just difficult to to get it done but so rewarding when you do do it the platforming is absolutely pitch perfect you know like just like shovel knight it, it's got it's absolutely perfect like 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 you can see they've put so much thought into the design and it's difficult but it never feels impossible it's it's you know ah, it's, ah, it's just perfect and uh, the 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 enemies designs just basically everything is just perfect i could go on and on and on chatting about this but you know I don't need to. Just just go play Shovel You can? Or you have been going on and on and on? I haven't. Hey, I could go on for like double this amount of time, bitch. Don't tempt me. Don't tempt me. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. And uh, I, I finished the game. Um, and I can no real complaints. I'm just happy that Human Metal hasn't played it yet. Otherwise, you would have like got another hour as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. I didn't talk that long. Fuck you, Brack. Like, <laughs> your beard's getting the better of you. It's making you talk pussy shit. Um... <laughs> I would say the one small... I was clean-shaven when you started talking. <laughs> uh, I would say, that, like, a slight... For me, an ever-so-slight disappointment, not really, but slight disappointment, is that there are many different ways, paths, to go through Shovel Knight. I, being the methodical son of a bitch that I am, went through everything and was, like, totally OP when I got to the end boss. But because some people can go through there with minimal you know with minimal power-ups and stuff like that end boss has been designed to uh sort of like be the jack of all trades to people of all different levels so for me the final boss which i was really really looking forward to fighting was just a fucking pushover um 
So, that yeah, that 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 was really. I was That's like, fair. okay, in for the fight of my and life, that, and then and I absolutely fucking beasted it from Killer the Post. There's probably like a secret boss that's way harder, right? Yes, there is. That's like one of those games where it's like. There's a secret boss that's like the real boss. Yes, the Radiance, yeah. yeah. Um, you need 100% of the game to get... I have 99%! And I have. there's only one thing I need to do to get 100%. But it is a bitch! It's the Trial of the Fool, which is like a, a boss rush... Um... Uh, like like you're like a boss rush uh enemy rush thing where you know you have all this tricky platforming and have to go through all these difficult battles and it's not just like one or two it's like 20 or 30 or something 20 or 30 different sequences and it's tough as fuck um damn so i i i I was determined to get to the final boss but actually that proved too difficult for me at that time and at the also at the time i you know there are other games vying for my attention i decided to to move on and come back to shovel knight shovel knight hollow knight um <laughs> a bit later um but yeah i i do i should go back and finish that one percent because it's such a shame to to end the, your game run at 99 percent um that's yeah mm, that is yeah. yeah yeah i can understand that you want that 100 percent you want that play of them yeah, you've never had a platinum before, right? So yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good one. It's tough though. For like a real difficult game, that's that's fun. Yeah, no joke. That that trial of the fool. If I manage to complete that, that will literally be the most difficult gaming task I've ever done in my life. Like, never mind the boss of Metroid Prime. That would be my new gold standard. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Human Metal, go play that. What the hell is keeping you from playing that game? Jesus. A lot of other games, but I will, and I got it on PS Plus, and I will, uh, I will eventually check it out. Oh, yeah, it sounds say. really good. It's awesome. So, Brack, what is your game of the year? Funny enough, the, my game of the year is also on PS Plus. At least it oh, just no, no. arrived done. on PS Plus. Episode done. L- last month. Uh, I've, uh, uh, my game of the year is Control. Oh, and, uh, ah. Control. And uh, that's a Remedy action horror game. And Remedy, you probably know from Alan Wake and Max Payne oh, and Quantum Break. I know them from Control. No one remembers Quantum Break. Uh, no, Break. I remember. I've played Quantum Break, a game that makes you want to try to believe, tries to make you believe for the first hour that Aiden Gillen is your best friend. And uh, that's Littlefinger from Way of Thrones. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. like, nobody is like, oh, nobody yeah, this believes guy, that. He's on the level. He's your best buddy. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I trust this guy completely, who's literally been the bad guy in everything ever made. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that, that's uh, yeah, pretty funny. But uh, Control is uh, also sort of a little bit of a Metroidvania in a way. The entire game takes place inside one location, which is like the, the Bureau of Control. It's like kind of the FBI X-Files type location where it like collects all the weird horror objects and stuff. It's like a weird horror genre. Like, like that, one... that warehouse in Indiana Jones at the end of... Uh, yeah. Um... Ah, you Raiders know of I mean. the Lost the Ark. Yeah, Raiders yes. of the Lost Ark. Thank you. Uh, uh, it's, it's a lot like that. Only if it's like an entire like government bureau that's like has like collects all those those stuff, and it's like even weirder horror stuff, mm-hmm. right? It's like kind of a monster like, stuff. Hey, and hey, you don't like, know. You don't know what's in those boxes, Brack. Oh, best, yeah, that's best true. Not to pry. <laughs> but for example, there's like this this side mission, right? And there's like a location, and like uh, uh, there's like a TV and somebody has to watch that TV at all times, otherwise, like weird stuff is going to happen, right? So there's like literally a government agent there who's like stuck (laughs) 
staring at the TV without blinking for like uh, for like multiple hours. Oh, Jesus like, Christ. That's, that's how I feel when I watch Bridgerton. <laughs> but like, it's like, <laughs> Bridgerton, why? No, I, it. I don't know. The weird thing is, Bridgerton is actually quite good. <laughs> we'll carry on. But it's like, like, and that's like one type of like horror object that's like in that like government agency. But you're like a uh, a a new person who's in there, right? And you're the new director, and then you have like uh, you get like a special gun and special powers that you unlock throughout the game. But it's like. Uh, it combines like the kind of the horror elements of Alan Wake, which I also liked, but with the more fun like superpower shooter aspects of Max Payne, right? You, like throughout the game, you unlock, for example, after a while you can literally fly around, right? You can actually float, you can take parts of like uh, of the building and then shoot them at people. You get like uh, you get like telekinesis powers or whatever, and uh, so that's like just, the entire gameplay is just a blast. Like you're like it's like. You're really over uh, overpowered, but it's still difficult, right? So you, you have like all these types of powers and like the weapons and whatever, but it's not like it doesn't make it easy. And uh, uh, it's not like a third-person shooter where you just have to hide behind one like bench for like the entire game while you shoot everybody in the face. Like that, you can't do that here. You have to like move around and like use all your powers and abilities that you have available to just survive through like uh, throughout the game. I but it, that's so that's aspect is really fun, but uh, like there's like a lot of creative elements in like the horror aspects that they pull into it, and there's like the main enemy, but then like I said, there's like all these like little side missions and like side rooms that like with a lot of lore about it, about like all the other horror elements that they have like uh, yeah, captured and put it into one building, and everything is out of control now. So it's like uh, fun to like come across all those weird like side stories with with their own lore and like with their own like enemies sometimes that you have to deal with and uh yeah it's just an amazing game like you, also it's one of those games that i think too too soon to play right now because it doesn't run at all on ps4 like even on ps4 pro it's kind of running not that great like it's a really a next gen game that they put on the next gen for so for even though it's actually a next gen game so um that's a little oh. bit, and, and that's a shame. Yeah, I know. That, that, I that say, sucks. What you were saying, I was, I was, I was literally gonna say, man, I'm gonna play that. That sounds awesome. But now you just put it. It is off. awesome. And like I have a PS Pro, and it like runs like it runs decently. But it's definitely like a game that you should play on next gen. Like for one reason, like a lot of the stuff is like uh, destroyable. Like you, you go through like these offices, right? And like almost everything outside of like the outer walls are like destroyable, and it's like. That, which is awesome. Like you get like, uh, you 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 punch uh, like you you uh, uh, grab a guy with like you tell like these powers and you push them through like a lot of like uh, uh, benches and stuff and like it like it makes like a perfect like hole wherever he's like uh, shot through. Like it's it's really impressive and it feels like a next gen game. But in that way, in, if you play it on the, on the old console, it's uh, it's gonna run uh, pretty oh, badly. Uh, I do love the way you say punch though, Brack. Punch. Just say again, punch. punch, punch a hole in the wall. You almost sound like you almost sound like Scottish. <laughs> like, punch a hole in the wall. <laughs> My name's Drew McIntyre. I'm gonna punch a hole in the wall. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, the new, okay, the new lady. We're gonna punch, gonna punch a hole in the wall. Okay. 
Scottish Icing got better, apparently. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I'm really, really, really sad to hear you say that, Brad, because that sounds really great, and I would love to play Control. I was just thinking, yeah, man, I, I'm kind of, like, gameless at the moment. So, and I, I'm recently... I took like a break from gaming, um, so I haven't played a video game for like about a month and a half or whatever. But I was thinking, yeah, time to get back in and play a video game um, now that like my work crunch has slowed off a bit, and I've finished recording my album. So why why not play Control? But as soon as you said the whole next generation thing, I was just like, oh fuck. But you yeah, can the... you can already claim the PS5 version on PS Plus yeah, and then the... play it once you have that console eventually. See, that's the cool thing. I played it like through PS Now last year when it was like a rental. It's a rental service. But now it's on PS Plus and it's like the game of the year super edition that's also like for PS5 and you get like uh, high frame rate and high definition and whatever you, the fuck you get on there. And like all the DLC is in there as well. So I think I'm going to wait till like the net till I get a PS5 at some point and then I replay the game and play through all the DLC as well. Which supposedly one of the DLC is like also a connection to Alan Wake, and I really like Alan Wake, so I'm uh, looking forward to that. All right, that's yeah, cool. Sounds great. Yeah, I got got uh, control on my list as well, not on my game of the year list because I haven't played it yet, but definitely on my backlog list. I'm really interested to play that game. I also liked Alan Wake. I haven't wait, played Quantum Break, but I played Max Payne 2. I liked all of those games, so uh, I'm uh, looking forward to shooting my things to weird bullshit. And using yeah. weird, weird ass powers and everything, and the Metroidvania aspect sounds sounds interesting, and the weird story and all the characters, uh, yeah, all all of that world sounds pretty damn cool, and I'm looking forward to getting into it once I have a PS5, whenever that will be, because those things are nowhere to be found. But yeah, it's that's one of the things I really like, like the the visual design of the game to be is found? really nice. So one of the things I don't like that, but. Uh... <laughs> I'm not gonna buy PS5 anyway, just right now. Like I'm, uh, I'm yeah. too poor. But uh, uh, that that one of the leaks I like about the side of the world is like the way it combines like boring office like building aspects with like weird horror aspects. So like uh, you can like walk through like something that feels like a like a normal office, only like even more like clinical in a way. And then all of a sudden you go, go across a co- uh, around the corner and you're like all of a sudden you're like a weird like the, it's the same thing only it's like really like fractured and weird taken over by horror aspect so it's uh yeah, really fun it's cool yeah i'm gonna definitely check that out at some point but uh weird rant incoming you know what sony did to me recently those motherfuckers those motherfuckers. So I live in Japan, but I have a subscription. They fucked your mother? Is that what they did? They did. They came over to my house. <laughs> What's his name? Shuhei. Uh, never mind. Um, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but they did something awful to me. Um, I live in Japan, right? And But I have a subscription to a US PS Plus because, you know, I want to play English language games. Mm-hmm. but recent so how i would deal with my subscription is uh because you can't connect like japanese credit cards or whatever to american store it doesn't work like that i have to import uh ps plus cards which are expensive to import to japan you know you have to pay over price but then i would buy a year subscription you know however the since the ps5 has been released they have banned you from basically getting a year subscription with prepaid cards unless you give your credit card details which i can't do because i have a japanese yeah they did it 
So now I it's the only dumb. way I can yeah it's, it's so fucking mean. The only way I can like increase my subscription is by buying three months at a time, which is far more expensive than buying one year. Fuck you, Sony. Fuck you. You did a bad thing, you motherfuckers. Can't okay. you like ran over finding friends with like a US credit card and just like up it for like five years and then like cancel it or whatever? I don't make friends with gun-toting Trumpolites? Come on, yeah. Brad. All, all, all my American friends are in prison. That's true. But, uh, For sure. I think uh, every... every. I think it's I think it's actually, like, in the Constitution that every American must go to jail for at least a little bit. Probably for some fucking gun offense, or uh, drug offense, or both. Gun and drug no, offense. I, I, I got my PS Plus up for, like, till 2028. So... <laughs> like, oh, man. Like, at a couple years back, there was, like, a... You, really nice sale and it's like okay i'm just gonna abuse the shit out of this i'm just gonna buy for like did you say eight, I'm, gonna, nine years. I'm gonna meet a nice sailor and abuse the, abuse the shit out of this Sorry. No, no, i said there was a nice sale oh <laughs> sale you know where people sell stuff oh. and i abused that sale by buying way more than like they expected you to buy i was like okay i'm just gonna up my subscription for like the next eight years help me out uh, uh radiophonic sea creatures i'm not the only one who heard him say sailor there right <laughs> He's going to abuse a sailor. You heard it from Brax on lips. <laughs> you finally found the sailors, uh, all the sailors you was looking for in Shenmue. And then he abused them. Yes. No, note that Shenmue 3 is not on my game of the year list and will never be on anybody's is... game of the year list ever in the history of mankind. <laughs> oh, man. Remember that you were looking forward to that game so much? Uh, yeah. And everybody else is like, oh, man, this game is going to be a dumpster fire. I mean, like, tell you... Man, that game looks like it's gonna be a dumpster fire. And it's like, no, no, no. The true Shenmue fans, they're gonna love this. This is like, this is for the true Shenmue fans. It, 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 it looked like it. All we, all we wanted, like the the tech of the original games was ancient. All we wanted was just the original game. It didn't need much iteration upon the original games to be good. How could it be possibly like like significantly worse than the original games after like you know being twenty years plus like twenty years in advance of the uh, original? Uh, did games, you actually you know? finish Shenmue Three? No, of of course not. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, because I think if you finished it, you probably know that it's not even the end of the story. Like there's some person yeah. coming more Shenmue games coming still. I I, I expect <laughs> that. But... Shenmue games. I mean, every second I spent playing Shenmue, my life got a second shorter. Like, yeah, that's how it works. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? You're literally, Math. literally wasting your breath playing Shenmue. Ah, oh, Jesus. Mm. But anyway, hey, that's our opinion on the games of the year, uh, dear listener. So, what's your opinion on games of the year? And did you even play any games uh, from the last year? Um, and what games are you looking forward to next year? Um, so, Shenmue Four. Yes, Shenmue 4 is gonna be out of fuck no. That's it. That that's the thing. Like it uh I'm just dead. <laughs> Shenmue is dead to me. <laughs> like I like I love the fact that there are like everybody before Shenmue 3, everybody was clamoring for Shenmue 3. Shenmue 3, like, arrives. Just crickets for Shenmue 4. There's <laughs> just nothing. <laughs> <laughs> this is wait for it. Shenmue is going to enter the Sonic cycle. I mean, it's from the same company, basically. So, yeah, but, uh, but people like Sonic. Yeah, people well, want more Sonic. Like even bad Sonic sells. Hey, yeah, that's true. I'm telling you, bad Sonic, bad Sonic is a lot, lot better than bad Shenmue. 
that you is don't a, have to convi- convince me. I played a bad Sonic game in in uh, Sonic. Uh, what was it called? The newest 3D one, uh, Forces, and I liked that game a lot. So, uh, and I know it was a bad Sonic game, but yeah, I thought it was right. fun. I'm gonna, I'm gonna trust your word on that. Like, I'm yeah. gonna believe you in your words because I'm not gonna play bad Sonic or bad Shenmue. <laughs> Yeah. I'm not even gonna play good Shenmue, so <laughs> good Shenmue is great, but like you it... played good Shenmue, it's called Yakuza. Yeah, <laughs> that's a goddamn true story. <laughs> yeah, as I was saying, anyway, if if you want to sound off on any of the stuff we talked about, please sound off in the comment section. Uh, take care of yourself, and uh, please join us next time. Your granny goes hella large for pot brownies and acid flashbacks.